Deeper Darker Variety Show with Ashley and Casey. Hi, everybody. Welcome. How's it going? <laughs> the world's on fire, figuratively and literally still. We're, we're in day 7,895,002 of the quarantine. The hostage situation. The hostage situation <laughs> that President Bunker Bitch has us under. Oh my gosh. I can't even keep up with all the new news right now. I mean... Today is the day after the tax bomb just dropped. That could you imagine paying only seven hundred and fifty dollars in federal taxes? I fucking paid more than that more than once. And when I was poor, I paid more than that. Yep, and he just gets to do that and then not pay. And why do you think he's clinging so desperately to this presidency? He yeah. has to stay in long enough to avoid prosecution because you know shit. Yeah. Coming. Oh fuck yeah, he uh. He got to write off $70,000 worth of stuff for his hair. For his hair for the TV show. Everyone gave AOC shit for spending $250 on one on a hairstyle. Yeah. As as if, by the way, a woman with uh, any sort of texture to your hair and the amount of money you have to put, 250 bucks, that's not bad at all. It's expensive. I mean, I have a lot of hair. It costs me a lot to get my hair done. Yeah. But because I have a lot of hair, I only have to get it done twice a year. Okay, so so we're gonna go into a little segue here, or a little little tangent. I was brought up semi-religious. Okay, mm -hmm. my mom used to take me to church, according to her, for my spiritual growth as her as her responsibility. <laughs> according to my dad, that's where she'd take guys that she was cheating on him with because my dad won't go near her <laughs> church. So who knows? <laughs> so I was particularly into Revelations, which is the. <laughs> Armageddon. It's yeah. the end. It's the end of the world. I think even non-church people are into that part of the Bible because it's just kind of a fun horror story. Yeah, and I also wanted, like, I wanted to cease to live because I, my life was so miserable. And I, but I didn't want to kill myself. I just wanted to die. Mm -hmm. So hey, if Jesus could be back any yeah. day now, so I got. It is kind of the Book of Revelations is also kind of like darkly, beautifully poetic. In a it way, is, and too. it's interesting. It's got a lot of really cool imagery. Mm -hmm. But so I grew up literally thinking. Because that's what they tell you if you grow up in evangelical. Jesus is due back any day now. Like, <laughs> any day now. Everyone's just sitting around like, today might be the day. It might be the day. <laughs> and since I have come away from that, you know, rolling my eyes and scoffing at things. But the last four years, and this man, this horrible man, this horrible man who says horrible things and is not at all charismatic, has somehow formed a cult of people who will defend everything he says and does. Everything. I mean, there's nothing he can do wrong. They were so outraged by Hillary's emails. It's like, oh my God, but her emails, it's so bad. It's so heinous. This motherfucker doesn't pay any taxes. And meanwhile, the people who support him are some of the poorest people in the nation who are getting fucked by this shit. Angry at Obama for taking uh, golf weekends, what, like, a handful of times during his well, presidency. Well, especially in comparison to Trump. To Trump every was weekend. his biggest critic on that, Constantly. too. Every, everything, that is also a, a fascist tactic, though. What you, yeah. It's an, actually an abuse tactic. Abuse tactic. Mm -hmm. uh, they teach you about it uh, with domestic abuse. I believe it's called DARVO. You deny mm. and then you attack and you switch. You reverse the order of the victim and the offender. So oh, it's kind of like a... Like if your partner is accusing you of cheating, they're they're cheating, and they're cheating. Yes, yeah, okay, yeah. It's it's like a thing that you do because it, it puts your target off of their mm. their 
their thing yeah. and then you can manipulate We've been in a, a horribly abusive relationship with 45 we, we are time. in a very abusive relationship with the president of the united states and Ugh. please send help and get the rest of us to help a battered us. women's canada, shelter help us. we need you <laughs> and summoning all the powers of canada if you can hear us please, please. yes going from the end of the world to a very seamless transition into variety news Woo! We got our first listener correction oh, from listener. I want, I want to say her name is Tanaya, but it might be Tanya. It's either Tanya or Tanaya M. Thank you so much for your email. The reason she emailed us was because in a former episode, we were talking about why California is the golden state. And we said that it was because gold was discovered here. And she said, oh, man, I almost had you guys on a correction because I was always told that it was because of all the golden poppies. Yes. Turns yeah. out we're both right. Yeah. So I love when that happens. Yeah, the poppies, they, they thought the hills were on fire when they yeah. came over and it was just all these beautiful poppies. Yeah. Another bit of variety news. So we're recording this on Monday and this will air on Wednesday, September 30th, which happens to be my birthday. <gasps> Happy birthday, Casey. Send me a bunch of fun like messages and shit <laughs> <laughs> to our whole 18 listeners. Yay. <laughs> anyway, I just had to brag about that. Well, happy birthday, Casey. Thank you. I'll be in my cocoon. Yeah, I probably will be too. Yeah, it's about it's about time for me to... <laughs> COVID birthday is so fun. To possum on up into a den and not come out again until spring. <laughs> you know how I get. Yeah, or you could just put yourself in a cave like Jesus and come back in on Easter. He only got three days off though, bro. That's true. And the Easter thing, that's only... That's just an old pagan holiday that they... <sighs> they keep stealing it. They keep, they, all Christian holidays all are, are refitted pagan holidays. We'll have a whole episode about that maybe someday because I am a... Maybe during the semi-practicing pagan. So and Samhain is coming up. Ooh. Which is what's that? Samhain is Halloween. It is oh. the Day of the Dead, very similar to the Spanish Day of De los Muertos. Uh, in the in the sense that the final day of October, the first day of November, is the day when the veil between the worlds is thin. Uh-huh. So that's the day that the dead can come back to visit their families. Oh, in, okay. in yeah. Myth. And we, we, the way we celebrate it is we bring out pictures of our family who has I passed. I was going to say dance naked around a fiery pit, but... Well, that's just kind of everything. That's kind of like every pagan holiday. You can literally nice. support... You can literally do it by dancing naked around Perfect. a pit. It's pretty much just what I know you do. what my plans are. It's a blast. <laughs> you bring out uh, pictures of your family, and we set up candles for all of them, and then we pour them libations. So we, we leave out uh, oh, okay. alcohol and food Offerings. as an offering, and yeah. we talk about our family all night, and we talk, we share stories. But that, that's, I mean, it's it's the same kind of thing. It's just a celebration. So I do, I don't go out usually on the actual Halloween. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of glad there's no parties this year. I know because <laughs> I couldn't go out anyway. Although they said kids are allowed to trick or treat, I'm like, okay, I need to go to Home Depot and get like a 10 foot PVC pipe and just like funnel candy through that because I'm not trying to have right, some little like, COVID gremlins coming up to me. Speaking of the kids, so the, the way that that holiday was appropriated is since the door between the worlds is open, there's also, you know, things coming through that could snatch your children. You dress them up as spirits and goblins and such themselves. And then that way the spirits oh. are confused and don't know what to... They I never do that. That is why... That That is what that is What from. about when they're dressed up like princesses and well, superman that's, that's how the modern <laughs> yeah. thing became so before it was just oh man if simple. i had kids they would be in all kinds of spooky shit yeah yeah spooky shit and awesome what i always wanted to do if we'd ever had a kid is i would have been uh han solo and leia and chewbacca no baby cute. chewbacca 
Someone did a, I saw online one time, a um, Halloween photo shoot with their daughter who was just like this sweet little three or four year old. But the dad was always in the background of the photos dressed like Mike Myers. This <laughs> is so good. It's creepy. Like, that's the kind of parent I would be. That's probably adorable. why I'm not a parent. Yeah. You'd be a fun parent. <laughs> It'd be great. So, so we got we got some dark shit to talk about today. We got some dark shit to talk about. In in the news, the the reason this comes up is we're hearing of forced hysterectomies in the ice camps. Sterilization. Allegedly. But also no, and I also want to point out not just sterilization, hysterectomy. So if they tied these women's tubes, they these women That's sterilization. Well, yes, but these women could have had corrective surgery later mm -hmm. to have this undone. But they, they can't have this undone. They're hysteric they yeah. took their your uterus and their Yeah. And now these young women need to be on hormone supplements to stop themselves from going into early menopause, which you know they're not going to get in these fucking detention they camps. Most certainly will not. And one of the reasons this, so this is going on and people keep saying, oh my God, this is just like the Nazis. This is just like the Nazis. Everyone, eugenics was born right here in the yep. United States of America. And that's what we're here to talk to you about today. The fun history of American eugenics. The fun history of American eugenics. So this actually idea actually started out with Darwin's uh, son, I believe. And he just kind of posited that, so that we know how evolution works and we know mm -hmm. how two, two animals with a, with a similar trait, trait will Grow another breed. animal with the yeah. trait. So in humans, is it thought so it's like se selective breeding or selective mating? Yeah. yeah. So so posits that humans could also you know intelligence and other yeah. things could be handed down which, as traits, which is I think it was Richard Dawkins. He made a very controversial quote one time talking about like in theory eugenics. Yes. is kind of great, but in practice it's fucking evil. Yes, that's the thing. And and so this is coming up in the early twentieth century. In 1902, Stanford professor David Starr Jordan originates the book Race and Blood, or excuse me, originates the term race and blood. In 1902's Birth of a Nation, in which a, un a university scholar declares human qualities such as talent and even things like poverty are passed down through blood. So it's the idea that these things that these things that are who we are. And in this time, it's in the early 1900s. Yeah. So poverty people, they're just who they are. Yeah. They're poor. Which is kind of right in a way. It's but a you, you can always You can always break generational curses. I mean, yeah. I, I am living proof of that. Well, by I, by all, all accounts, I should be destitute and a fucking crackhead, alcoholic and stuff. But this you know. is still to wealthy people. You're dealing with centuries of it being the idea that the wealthy and the noble were divine by right, that they were oh, yeah. born divine. They were born of better stock. But this goes way back to, you know, medieval times yes. where like the wealthy people would only hook up with other wealthy people, there was just a shit ton of fucking inbreeding. Of course, yes. So so that it's it's a long-standing idea. Clean. And these are still rich people thinking this. This is still before rich people, are, anybody is looking at poor people with any kind of compassion. compassion. Yeah. In 1904, the Carnegie Institute makes a lab complex at Cold Spring Harlow on Long Island that stockpiled millions of index cards on Americans. Researchers plotted removal of families, bloodlines, peoples, and advocated eugenics legislature. So they are collecting information in 1904. 
before any of this stuff has begun in earnest. So, so are they trying to just like eradicate the the poor population? The theory is to make our nation stronger. You have to realize that too. There, there's a lot of it, in these times where these ideas are coming up. There's a lot of unrest. There's dealing with immigrants. There's there's economic unrest, that sort of thing. So how how do we make our nation stronger? Yeah, by eliminating weak and inferior bloodlines. That is the basis of genetics or of eugenics. You are eliminating the problems in the bloodlines. Problems. We, and we all, the, the we, problem is, is they think it's a bloodline. I mean, that's the whole issue here is they think this is a trait that's just passed on. Exactly. And and, and what, what they are calling a problem, we are calling humanity. Yeah. And not realizing that simple policy changes can help bring people out of poverty and stuff like that. So still still in 19 in the early 1900s, the Harriman Railroad Fortune paid local charities including the New York Bureau of Industries and Immigration to round up Jews, Italians and other immigrants to deport, jail Dude, the or Jews sterilize. They can't fucking catch a break. They can't. The Rockefeller Foundation founded the German Eugenics Program which funded the program that Mengele worked for before Ugh. Auschwitz. This is later on, but we're, we're going to get back to that later. I don't really want to focus on the Nazis as much of this, but yeah. this, this program is set to eliminate emancipated Negroes, <clears throat> Asian laborers, Indians, Hispanics, East Europeans, Jews, dark-haired hill folk. What the fuck does that mean? I'm assuming... Romani-esque. Yeah, or, or are they talking about like Native Americans? No, because or... Native Americans are Indians. That's what they meant by Indians. I feel like if is... I'm up in the hills, they would consider me a, a dark-haired hill folk. I mean, probably. Also the poor and the infirm, etc. Okay, so 18 solutions are explore, explored in this Carnegie the 1911 Carnegie Report, the preliminary, the preliminary report of the Committee of the Eugenics Section of the American Breeding Association to study and to posit about the best practical means for cutting off the defective germplasm, as they called it. What the fuck? In the human population. Point eight is euthanasia. They were just straight up killing these people? Up, that, that's what they posited at this point. This is still talk. This is still them okay. figuring things out. I'm Nothing's... just picturing them like rounding people up and saying, sorry, sorry much bad luck. That's actually very much what could have happened again in America. The most commonly suggested, suggested method of euthanasia was a publicly operated local gas chamber <gasps> called a lethal chamber. That was literally posited in this plant how okay these, and they, this i have is, so many questions this is also these people are thought of this is progressive this is a progressive idea this is considered progressive this is considered progressive this is how we are going to make society better this is thought oh of boy. as progressive and forward thinking california winds up leading the way in this shut the fuck mm -hmm. up we're in california we'll get to that in 1918 there's popano He's an, he's an army VD specialist. We've talked about that before. He co-wrote Applied Genetics, uh, the chapter Lethal Selection. This is a quote from it. Through the destruction of the individual by some adverse feature of the environment, such as excessive cold or bacteria or by bodily deficiency. Excessive I, I'm, cold. I'm like totally speechless. Bacteria or bodily deficiency. Those who are starting to practice this, this is starting to come into practice. So are they just viewing these people as subhuman? 
how could you how could your morals allow you to treat another human being that way it gets better and by oh, that gosh. i mean much worse so much worse deeper darker. so those who are not comfortable with this organized lethal solution doctors are starting to practice this this is starting to become a thing it hasn't really been come into law at this point but doctors are starting to practice these ideas so there is a there is what's called passive euthanasia and there's an institute in lincoln illinois that fed patients milk from cows with tuberculosis what the why? So they're not even thinking of humane ways to do this. Nope. They're just like, whatever is going to kill you, we're going to do it. Because if you are of superior genetic stock, then you'll be fine. And if you die, you are inferior anyway. And good riddance to you. So this is, they're taking Darwin's survival of the fittest and totally fucking twisting it. Yes. Nice. Neat. Others passively allowed newborn deaths, which is obviously just set a baby aside and let it die. And mental institutions practice lethal neglect. You guys can't see me right now, but it, it, very few times am I speechless, but I'm, I'm rendered totally speechless right now. So because eugenicide is just not, it's just not catching on as an idea. Well, it's not catching on? Weird. I can't so, imagine why. It's because they can't really fully practice this yet. They're focused on forced segregation and sterilization and marriage restrictions. Keeping the bloodlines pure. Keeping white people from marrying into inferior genetic stock. And when you cannot keep that from happening... It, because, was, a, it was illegal at one point. Interracial yes, marriages. Yeah. Yes. So when you cannot keep a white man safe from marrying another white woman who might be of inferior genetic stock, you sterilize her. I mean, it was... Interracial marriages were illegal until... Like, my parents were born when it was still legal. Yeah. It's, it's insane. Crazy. So in the first 25 years of actual eugenic, eugenics legislation, California alone sterilized 9,782 people. Most oh. of them women. Most quote-unquote bad girls who were diagnosed as passionate. Oh, man, I would have gotten sterilized in a second. We all, yeah. <laughs> passionate, overly sex, sexually wayward, and some of them just because they had a, what was considered an abnormally large labia or clitoris. They'd oh sterilize God. you because because they're like that's just an underformed dick. Sexual uh, what's the word? Promiscuity is looked at as a mental deficiency. There's something wrong with her. That that is still less so, obviously. Yes. But that's still a problem today. If you're if you just like people can't comprehend the fact that women enjoy sex and like being fucked just like men do. Yeah. But when men do it, it's totally okay. But if women do it. We're labeled as sluts. We're labeled as uh, diplomaniacs. I mean... Crazy. and Yeah. So this eventually has come up before the Supreme Court. I'll get a little bit, very little bit into the case that brought it before the Supreme mm -hmm. Court. But I, I want to read this first because this is important. Supreme Court Justice Oliver Wendell Holmes in the 1921 decision, or excuse me, 1927 decision. It is better for all the world if instead of waiting to execute degenerate offspring for crime or let them starve for their imbecility, society can prevent those who are manifestly unfit from continuing their kind. So, so wait, okay. three generations of imbeciles are enough. This exact quote was used by the Nazis eventually at Nuremberg in their own defense. So... So in a way, and let me explain this because it's going to sound real bad at first. 
there are some people who should not be parents. Oh, of course. My, I'm very thankful to be alive, but my mom should not have been a fucking parent. Yeah. And so in situations like that, I'm like, yeah, she probably should have been sterilized. But you can't. It's you a slippery slope. That. It's, it's one of those things. Slope. It's not for yeah. the state to decide. Because while the state may rightly decide in a case of like, hey, this woman, this woman is a crackhead. And yeah, has she, had seven kids, she, neglects all of them. They are always born addict, addicted to drugs. They're constantly put into homes. Yeah. Most people, even that woman herself, might agree to be sterilized mm -hmm. to keep this from happening. Yeah, like situational base. But you can't but, just look at somebody who is either just poor or, or a different race and think... Well, you're you're gonna be fucked up. We're gonna sterilize. That's you just, the problem because yeah. it, again, it's trying to once you give the doctor, okay, doctor, you get to decide who is fit to be sterilized and who is not. And that, that doctor's own preconceptions yeah. and bullshit. Yeah. Oh, hey, this I've decided. I don't. I think black people are inferior. So when yeah. when women come in here, I'm going to give them what was known at the time as Mississippi appendectomies. When black girls would go to get an. Uh, their appendix removed and would also yeah. come out. Shut up. This is making me nauseous. Yes. They would come out with missing an appendix. Or, excuse me, come out missing. I was like, I would hope so. <laughs> That's good. Good job there, doctor. No, they would come out missing their uterus. Oh, my gosh. That's... And never told. There's a very famous story about that. I can't remember it off mm -hmm. the top of my head, there's but... The two the two women that brought that forward, I, did, I didn't focus on that case, but there were, there were two women who were the face of that particular movement. Because when we're talking about... I kind of focus more on California. Yeah. Talking about California, it's ma mainly for Mexicans, Filipino workers. Yeah. Well, mentally. California was Mexico. Yes. So even, especially at that time... How do you say, okay, all you people who have lived here your entire lives, generations of your family have lived here. Get out. You're all inferior. Yeah. We're either going to sterilize you or you got to go. Yeah. So there, there's that. But in, in the South, you're dealing mainly with them fucking with black people, of course. Yeah. Because who of course. also were, were, they were brought here, not of their own accord, forced to come out here, and then they're treated like absolute garbage because they're subhuman to people not they're still subhuman to people, Ugh, which is disgusting makes me sick yes so this this quote came from a 1927 case carrie buck a poor white woman she was uh the first sterilized under the new virginia law her mother had been involuntary institutional involuntarily institutionalized for being feeble-minded and promiscuous and it was assumed that carrie was the same so after she gave birth the first time they sterilized her Without her permission. Just because her mother was... Um, That's what he means by three generations of imbeciles are enough. Oh, my God. This woman was denied, and, and she she wanted a family. She wanted these things, and she was denied these things because that's how they decided to do Oh, that, that is so sad. So, from this decision in the 20s to when it was continuing to be practiced in the 70s, mainly against Native American women... 65,000 were sterilized under this decision. These fell into three... 65,000 Native American women? 65,000 people. Oh, my God. My heart literally just sang. In the 70s, as this went on... In, in the 70s? This is... The 70s is oh when it was last God. practiced, and this is, again, post-Nazi time, so we knew this is no the good. The 70s was not that long ago. Not that long ago, and... I didn't really get into that either, but there was reports in 2005 and six of California, California prisons doing it to women too. There were a number of women sterilized. And again, it's happening as we speak. 
So, so is it only women or are they also sterilizing men? They do sterilize men sometimes. The the well, I'm going to get into categories in okay. just a second. But they do sterilize men. But typically when they sterilize men, it's thought of as a like a helpful treatment to curb bad behaviors and such. Yeah. That's, you know how they look at men differently. <laughs> Poor little men. They can't help themselves. Sure so, is a scary time for boys. Yeah. <laughs> Those targeted fell into three categories. They were either dependent, delinquent, or mental, mentally deficient. If okay. you were dependent, you lacked a formal education. You received welfare. So many... It dependent on the state. Yes, dependent okay. upon the state. So when you... Like, at this, this time in the, in the 20s and into the 30s, you're dealing with pe people coming from the Dust Bowl. So these are refugees coming from the Dust Bowl. They don't have formal educations. They grew up on farms. Mm -hmm. So they are looked as uh, as dependent. And if the state can get them, they will sterilize them. Even though everything that was going on at the time, they weren't taking any of that into consideration, that it, it's not their fault. They are just has, undesirable. Ha, has anyone ever cared? No, 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 certainly not. Still, they don't. Still, they don't. Still, they don't. Uh, and delinqu delinquent? Men are sterilized as rehabilitation to prevent petty crime and other destructive traits. Okay. So the, some men did get sterilized, not nearly as many as women. Women, it was to prevent promiscuity, uh, which was a symptom of feeble-mindedness. Feeble feeble, what does that even mean? <laughs> High-grade moron was the... <laughs> was that term. is a fucking great insult. I need to remember that. It is, that. it is. But <laughs> you can, you know, if you are, so let's say you're 16, you are fucking around because dick is awesome. You've discovered the yeah, joy of you dick. you discovered dick. Dick and is great. The backseat of cars and, and things are rolling along. Your parents are pissed at you for doing this. You grow, you're going to be institutionalized. We talked about this previously, yeah. about how easy it is to institutionalize women. So you're going to be institutionalized. And there's a chance now under these laws that you are going to be forcibly sterilized. So they, they wanted to stop high-grade morons. They thought that women, promiscuous women, were stupid. And they thought that this would prevent more promiscuous women. They thought promiscuity was a genetic trait. Right. And, and I mean, some women are more promiscuous than others, but why the fuck does that matter? Interesting side note. So promiscuity and... Self-destructive promiscuity runs in the women of my family. Mm -hmm. The reason why it runs it, in the women and of my right, family... It, it does go into self-destructive ...is sometimes. through generational abuse. Right. Yep. My great-grandmother abused the hell out of my grandmother. Yeah. And my grandmother sought comfort and mm -hmm. acceptance and love in men. Yeah. And cheated on my grandfather, yeah. who was a wonderful man, because she couldn't stop herself because yeah. she didn't have any other self-worth and she would do destructive yeah. things. And these are times also before therapy helps. Yes. Like I said, it can be generational and, and it's a learned trait. It's not a blood trait. Yes. And those can be broken. You can break it. Yes. My mother behaved in the same sort of behavior. She, she destroyed her relationship to my father with this sort of behavior. And I caught myself trying to find my way into these situations too. Mm -hmm. And it took therapy and yeah. help but again, having the the wherewithal the awareness that you're that you're falling down that track we can be recognized we can recognize that there are patterns you know the women of previous generations did not have this luxury i just can't believe that i mean i can't believe it because people were generally really fucking stupid but instead of trying to figure out why they're doing it they just thought well, it's the easier it, way. Yeah. And also, you're getting rid of people that you already don't think much of anyway. 
You know, you have to think of people like like they're they're jumping at the chance to to rid themselves like, ew, I don't have to deal with them dirty, stinky yeah. Mexicans anymore. Yeah. Like, and I'm not really saying that. I'm just I guess you know, I don't know why I'm still surprised. You know that... how people look at like it just look at the way people treat other people. Yeah. I mean, my God uh, the things people still say to people. It yeah. is 2020 and we're still playing these games. So again, this isn't this is a hundred years ago. And it's not that long ago, but at the same time, my God, the way people thought of other people, mm -hmm. especially the wealthy. Well, especially the uh, the wealthy on the poor, mm -hmm. been thinking about women. And mm -hmm. that was a time where, you know, there weren't women in medicine to counteract that. You just had these male doctors thinking that some they, of this is before know. women had the right to vote. Yeah. So, and then there's the third category, which is deficient, which also includes promiscuity. Promiscuity gets around. <laughs> 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 oh, shoot me. <laughs> it also includes uh, things like schizophrenia, alcoholism, uh -huh. uh, epilepsy, uh, epilepsy, Down syndrome, uh, people who are quote unquote insane, manic depressive. And of course, a disproportionate number of these are women and minorities because this deficient category right here is a nice catch all. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. So you can, you can. I mean, a woman in those times, if you're just a little sad, suddenly you're hysterical, you're yeah. crazy, and they need to lock be, you up. Or they're gonna remove your prefrontal cortex. Yeah, like. they have a real problem with women just liking to fuck. Yeah, it's a, well, it, it challenges men, and it, and also, like, if, you, if your woman likes to fuck, you, your, what's the word, your deficiencies, your inability to satisfy her is going to be very obvious. Yeah. So men back then didn't want women who, I mean, back then, most women closed their eyes and grabbed the sheets and just waited till it was done. You know what I mean? There, obviously, there were loving relationships with people who had healthy sexual... But, yeah. I mean, these are not healthy sexual times, and you were stuck yeah. with people. Well, it was also a time where sex wasn't really talked about. Yes. You know? Yeah. So... As eugenics is gaining popularity in the States, California eugenicists begin cir circulating these booklets in Germany. Oh, shit. Hitler studies U.S. eugenics laws and, is, and recruited followers by saying science was on his side. Because oh, it sounds a lot familiar, real familiar. Science is on his side in this at this point. It's true it's because true. all the scientists at that time. The scientists are agreeing. Like and this said, is coming they, from the United States. Yeah. Like I said, in theory, on paper, eugenics, and you think, okay, not so bad. But in practice... In practice, in, from, from uh, 1924's Mein Kampf, there is today one state in which at least the... In which at least weak beginnings towards a better conception of, uh, he's talking about immigration, are noticeable. Of course, it is not our model German Republic, but the United States. And he even wrote a fan letter to eugenics leader Madison Grant, author of The Passing of the Great Race, calling it his Bible. Shut the fuck up. Eugenicists across the United States wow. embrace Hitler's plans for mass extermination. <gasps> As fulfillment of their own efforts, arranged for Nazi science, and they arranged for Nazi science exhibits in the United States, what? because they were so into what Hitler was doing. The, I've never known this. My mind is fucking blown. Because right now. after we rewrote, we won. So we rewrote our history that we were not. Oh my! But the biggest minds, the the Rothschilds, the mm -hmm. wealthy in this country. We're for what the Nazis were doing. They they wholeheartedly supported this. And it was only later on when 
things were changing mm-hmm. that we all of a sudden became the saviors of the freedom of the world because we're so morally upright and wonderful. That's crazy because you're right. Everyone thinks eugenics. They automatically think Nazi Germany, but they fucking got it from us. Mm-hmm. Oh. So in 1934, by, by 1934, Germany is sterilizing 500, or excuse me, 5,000 people a month. Yeah. Ca- California, California eugenics leader CM, I believe it's pronounced 5,000 a month? Goeth, G O E T H E. My apologies for not knowing how to pronounce this, like but also he's gotten so fuck him. Goethe or I don't know. It's, it's. Someone write in and tell us how to pronounce that shit. <laughs> we could look it up, but whatever. <laughs> Why would we do that? We have listeners for that. <laughs> do our business. <laughs> He, this is the quote from this man. Uh, you will be interested to know that your work has played a powerful part in shaping the opinions of this group of intellectuals who are behind oh. Hitler in this epic making program. This is him speaking to Oh my, I literally just got chills. Everywhere I sense that their, opinion, their opinions have been tremendously, tremendously stimulated it's by tremendous. American thought. I want you, my dear friend, to carry this thought with you for the rest of your life, that you have really jolted into action a great government of 60 million people. I, I, I have no words. Mm-hmm. This is horrible. This is probably the worst topic, best worst topic we've ever done. <clears throat> Leon Whitney, the executive secretary of the American Eugenics Society, spoke of Nazism. While we were pussyfooting around, the Germans were calling a spade a spade. So California, or the United States continues to practice eugenics even after this time. It's scattered. It's not quite so the same. Eventually, women start coming forward. They start yeah. challenging this law. Yeah. There are, there's, that's a whole, we'll probably spend a whole nother topic on mm-hmm. that. I mean, talk about calling a spade a spade. What, what ICE and the American government is mm-hmm. doing to women in these detention centers, that's fucking eugenics. They can call whatever they want. Yeah. But we need to stop sitting here and saying, oh, it's just like the Nazis, because it's not just like the Nazis. It's, it's just, just like, like the United States. Yeah. We are a problem and we have been a problem. And we can look back on our past with rose-colored glasses that we were the brave mm-hmm. souls that saved the world from the Nazis. We helped make this monster and then took all the credit for destroying for, it. Yeah. Which I'm glad we did, obviously. Yeah, totally. But... Now, as we see these... But we need to make some changes. ...sentiments coming yeah. in our own government, in our own life. This is why when people will sit here and cry about how, oh, my family doesn't want to speak to me anymore because of the stupid racist shit I'm saying. Yeah, that's a very long way of saying my family doesn't want to hang out with me because I'm a racist. It's time to draw lines in the sand here, people. This is yeah. We are getting to go time here, and we might be seeing... The end of all things we have worked for. Mm-hmm. And these are frightening times. Yeah. So do everyone a favor and punch a fucking Nazi in the face. It's never unfashionable to punch a Nazi. I fash love the fash. Uh, it, it was a couple years ago. There was a fucking basically a Nazi rally down in San Diego. And Van Fools, Vans, Vans full? Van Fools. <laughs> of punk showed up and just started beating the shit out of them and you you guys know i'm a fucking pacifist but i'm watching this i'm like yeah get them so so if this topic disgusted you hopefully it did maybe this will propel you to get more vocal about voting this election we cannot stress it enough 
is incredibly important. Every time, any time, or any one of you who sits out of this election because you don't want to vote for Biden, that's a vote for Trump. You vote third party, that's a vote for Trump. If you write in a vote, that's a fucking vote for Trump. And you have to really think, do you want four more years of this shit? And if you do, you really need to look deep inside yourself and realize what a horrible piece of shit you are. Yeah. Yeah, there's this... And I know, hopefully, at this point, nobody's listening. I'm sure they're not. But just generally, this is a time the left has, because we tend to be more uh, social progressive, we get very apathetic. Mm -hmm. We get very frustrated. We tend not to vote. We tend to reject. And let me tell you something. If voting didn't change anything, then they wouldn't be trying to gerrymander your your fucking vote into nothing. Mm -hmm. So voting does work. This changes. This is, this is, don't let them take the rights that our foremothers fought for. Yeah. Fight for what is ours and do not let this happen. Because if you don't think we're going backwards in time, I mean, I have, (laughs) I have real bad news for you right now. Eugenics, (laughs) y'all. It's back. So, so Casey, do you have a nice closer for us? I do. A nice happy thing to talk about? So, so typically I, you know, like always, we'll go along with each other's story and talk more depth, but I feel like you guys have had enough. Yeah. (laughs) We've tortured you enough with this really horrible topic. So today, um, I feel like we can all use a bit of a reprieve, especially there's just so much bad news right now. So today, I'm going to discuss some amazing facts in tribute to just an absolute legend, the queen herself, the notorious Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Yeah, rest in peace. So let's get into it. So... Uh, I just found an article on Bustle that it's like 16 fun facts about our favorite R- RBG. So I'm just going to go on and get into it. Uh, so she was only one of, she was one of only nine women in a class of 500 at Harvard Law. And while she was in law school, she was taking care of her 14 month old baby. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Killing it. Uh she never had days where she dreaded going to work. She's quoted as saying, sometimes I think, did I dream it? Is this really me? Because this really was her dream job. That being said, she's not a morning person. <laughs> uh, Justice O'Connor would try to get her to go and exercise and do aerobics with her at 8 yeah. o'clock in the morning. And RBG said, I'm a night person. Getting to work by 930 every morning is hard enough. <laughs> Girl. Fully relate. Yes. <laughs> And not only does she do 20 push-ups every day, but she does a 30-second plank, or she did. I what? mean, up until she died, she was so fit. Holy I can't shit. Even, can you do 20 push-ups? No, I, I can't do Where? a push-up. I've never been able to do a push-up <laughs> properly, even the girl way. I think before my surgery, I, I did like one or two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now, I mean, there's no fucking Her body strength ain't <laughs> shit. Uh, so then after that, because of how good of shape she was in... Justice Kagan started using her trainer. Oh, cute. Yeah, adorable. Uh, There's currently an opera being performed called Scalia Ginsburg. So fun fact, Scalia, super conservative, Ginsburg, super progressive. They were really great friends, actually. Yeah, it's actually adorable. It's it's really cute. Uh, At one point, I read some news story that there was a reporter in Scalia's office and there were like two dozen roses on his desk. He goes, oh, I'll be right back. I need to go take these down to Ruth because it's her birthday. I'm like, (laughs) that is so sweet. It's precious. Yeah, they would hang out all the time. They really connected over opera and talking about their families and just kind of left policy. Yeah, exactly. Uh, What else? Oh, 
she was quoted at one point as saying after he passed away that she misses the challenges and the laughter that he brought. Oh, gosh. So sweet. I'm going to cry. Before RBG was added to the Supreme Court, there was only one bathroom on site for men. (laughs) That reminds me of the movie. Did you see it? It's called uh, Hidden Figures. Yes. Where she had to run all the way across the whole JPL complex to go to the only uh, black women's room. Yeah. And then run all, all the, the way, way back. back. We're, on a side note, do you know that the uh, Pentagon has double the bathrooms that is needed? Because when it was built, there were separate co- colored restrooms. Mm-hmm. So now they have double the bathrooms. You can never have too many bathrooms. That's true. Imagine if you got to take a shit in the Pentagon, you can get your privacy. <laughs> Seriously, you go into one bathroom, there's a bunch of people in there, and then you just shit shuffle to the next one. Yeah. <laughs> it's like watching people at Burning Man when they, <laughs> they like shit shuffle to a porto that's really gross, and then they have to go to like each one. They're just like clenching so hard. I am gonna miss playing Pooperazzi though. <laughs> Pooperazzi is good. Another fun fact: when RBG was battling cancer, Justice Sandra Day O'Connor is the one who encouraged her to do chemo on Fridays. So, so that she can come back to work on Monday. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, she fucking loved working. She yeah. never had any plans of retiring. And, and they're talking now about having a forced retirement age for justices of 70. Like, well, if you're still lucid. Yeah, it shouldn't be a you know, set age. I do think there needs to be fucking term limits for senators. Oh, this absolutely. Getting absurd. It's getting absurd. Even like California senators who have been there for... Ever. Yeah, it's time to move on. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of fucking dinosaurs now. We need some young blood in there. Yes. Uh, not surprisingly, she thinks Congress is currently dysfunctional. Yes. And it is. And this is this is the sad part. She was quoted as saying, I hope that one day Congress will begin to function again the way it should. I hope I see that before I die. Oh. I'm going to cry. <sighs> She was very proud of her Jewish heritage, but had issues, of course, with the gender-segregating Orthodox traditions. Of course. Because she was just she was a pioneer for women. I mean, any progressive right that women have, she was really a champion for it. Not even just women, but people of color, anyone who's disenfranchised, the poor. I mean, she really was an all-around humanitarian. Yeah. Guess what her favorite amendment is? Uh 14th dude really you seriously got that right (laughs) fuck me she loved the 14th amendment to the constitution which was ratified in 1868 and granted citizenship to all persons born or naturalized in the united states Uh. including former slaves that were recently freed and it would forbid states from denying any person life liberty or property without due process of law yeah or to deny any person within his jurisdiction equal protection of the laws. I'm like, fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Fuck yes. Okay, let's see if you can get this one. Who was her favorite justice? Well, was it her little buddy Scalia? No. No? Okay, you're one for two. <laughs> oh, good. Okay. <laughs> her favorite justice is Justice Marshall Francis. And that's because he led the Mayberry versus Madison case which confirms the legal principle of judicial review, also known as the ability of the Supreme Court to limit congressional power by declaring legislation unconstitutional. And she's quoted as saying, and I could just see her saying this in a very sassy way, there's something nice about being able to dissent and then like winking after that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, She, as we all know, did not support the constitutional amendment to reverse Citizens United. She thought it was a huge mistake and feared 
what other decisions politicians in the country might want to amend if we would open the, up those floodgates, yes. uh, as we've kind of seen, uh, i.e. if they were going to try to amend Roe v. Wade, which yes. is very real, very, very likely going to happen. Please, please vote Democrat. Dear God. Uh, and as I said earlier, she just had no plans to retire. She she lived her entire life doing what she loved. Well, good. That makes me happy. Yeah. I felt bad for her for having to stick on for so long and try and save us from this hell. Yeah. But if she wanted to be here, um, that makes me happier. She was quoted as saying, at my age, you just have to take it year by year. I know for this year, I feel okay. And that's our girl. Thanks. Thanks, yeah. Ruth Bader Ginsburg. For all you did, you were a fucking legend paved the way for so many women and so many i mean she was only when she was appointed she was only the second female justice to be appointed she was the first jewish uh, female jewish justice to be appointed i mean it was a big deal it is a big deal yeah especially because she had to fight so hard to get where she was i mean when she graduated law school no law firm would hire her she ended up having to teach at i think rutgers wow because they didn't want a woman they lawyer. just didn't want a woman lawyer wow yeah and if you haven't seen it, I highly recommend the movie about her. It's not a documentary. It's just a film called um, On the Basis of Sex. It's about you know, her big, good. big case yeah. that basically changes the definition of sex. It was amazing. Everybody fucking watch it. Well, yeah, that's about all for us today. So thank yeah. you for joining us for another episode of our shenaniganery. Shenanigannery. Shenanigannery. We would also like to thank Eric, as always, for sitting here very patiently with us and la laughing at some of our jokes. Uh, and Unlikely Legends Productions for producing this podcast. As always, a huge thank you to friend of the show, Juan Solo, for Hi. creating our intro and outro tunes. If you want to hear more from Juan, follow him at twitch.tv juansolo916 for more tunes and sweet gaming tutorials. Ooh. We can... As always, be found on the web at thedeeperdarkervarietyshow.com. Way better than our first website. <laughs> <laughs> there you'll find links to our social media, new episodes, streaming services, including Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, and Stitcher, and a link to our PayPal if you're so inclined. If you can't donate, that's totally fine. We're in a pandemic. Save your money for cool shit. Yeah. Just, uh... Give us a rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen. Those can get us more exposure. And I like attention. Yeah. I mean, who doesn't? I mean. I mean, I guess I don't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, complaints, topic suggestions, want to wish me a happy birthday, email us at deeperdarkerpodcast at gmail.com. That's deeperdarkerpodcast at gmail.com. All right. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. Bye. Goodbye. Bye.